Crystal Palace 3, Tottenham 0. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bad once again. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, it's Michael, along with Jacob in the studio. Jacob. Oh, 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 oh. What a day. That was one of the worst performances I think I have ever seen as a Spurs fan. I think it was one of the worst performances. And normally when I wake up to a 5.30 kickoff, I'm pretty unhappy with what's going on. Yeah. And so it's it tough to really early, get dude. into the game. And, man, it's just it's hard to justify waking up that early for a match and then your fucking team doesn't even show up. So You hate to see it, man. Um, but, yes, absolutely battered at Selhurst Park. Um, and this game had a lot in it from just the Tottenham point of view. Um, there was just so much going on. First of all, Jacob, let's get into the starting 11 that was featured today because I have a lot of questions at what the hell Nuno was thinking when he selected this lineup. Um, so Hugo obviously started in net. Emerson Royale made his Tottenham debut, Premier League, full debut, you name it. First game in a Spurs uniform alongside Tanganga and Dyer in the middle. Reggie mm-hmm. at left back. So Nuno did end up sticking with the four at the back, which I had predicted, you know, not to not to brag or anything. There were a few predictions that came to light. I'll discuss more later, but there was a few that came to but um and, and this is where it, it just it baffles me, our, our midfield selection right here. Hoybier and Skip to for me, surprisingly, Skip made the eleven. Um he had a knock at at the England camp at uh, one of their youth national team camps. And uh, he was a doubt to, to start today. I was surprised that he started. And the third midfielder that started today was Harold Winks. So every, everyone thought that Harry Winks was going to start, but that was because we didn't think that Skippy was going to be fit enough to start. The fact that they started both all three of these midfielders tonight, today, excuse me, what was what was Nuno thinking? And then you have Deli Lucas and Kane to uh, round out the attack. Doesn't and Deli make was sense. playing on the left. Does not the make sense in that midfield. I I don't understand what was going on. I I thought I was just kind of out of it when I saw the original lineup. And yeah. I think there was a there was a message that you sent to one of the groups, and I, I think it encapsulated pretty much everything. It was what in the holy holding midfield hell is going on and it just seemed like there was no offensive creativity we you know i do agree you should wait to bash the man until he gives you a reason to bash the man most recently it just wasn't good it wasn't good enough there was a lot of you know who would have thought that when eric dyer goes down the whole fucking team just falls down no son And Eric Dyer goes down, that game completely changed. It got flipped over, and it was just like, I mean, you got Tanganga. This is his first game back at playing right back, you know. Joe Roden comes in. I'm a huge Joe Roden fan. Everyone, anyone who listens to the pod, anyone who's ever heard me talk about Joey, they know I'm a huge fan. I would, I might put that last goal on him 
it just seemed like he was chasing somewhere else other than where the ball was going and um, kind of left it open there. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. We're going to, the point of the matter is the game changed when Eric Dyer got out. And then at that point, it, I, I love the response from Jaffa Tanganga. I know he got the red card. I know he got sent off. Um, but but the the fight that he was willing to show it just seemed like him and Lucas Mora were the only ones out there really trying. It seemed like Delhi and, and Harry Kane the first half were just not even there. It seemed like like Harry Winks was not passing the ball well. There were a few times I was getting worried about Emerson Royale out there. I think by the end of the game, I would say it was he he did he did okay. I would he wasn't our worst player, Emerson, as in regards to his debut. So so when we talk about the formation and you know, like what was Nuno thinking, I think he was literally just trying to put duct tape on the boat. You know what I mean? He was just trying to patch whatever he could up so we could have, you know, some starting lineup that is halfway decent. And and I think this game was calling for Tongi and Dombele at halftime. I think I tweeted that out from the, from the account. It just seemed like if we were ever going to score, we needed someone to come in and do something. Even LaCelso, you know what I'm saying? Like any one of those to and any one of those people, I think would have been able to uh, give us something other than what what I think Winks was offering. And, and it's just shit game. Like. It, it makes it really hard to be excited. I think, of, you know, when we, we did the live stream uh, yesterday with Tottenham away, there was a guy in the chats that did say um, that Skip was healthy, he practiced. And so to me, it's like, why, why is Winks even start? Yeah. I mean, what I was surprised, what, what I was the most surprised at was Winks starting alongside beer and skip and they all essentially tried to play the same role and i would have liked to have seen instead of obviously wink you guys know how how much i dislike winks get him out of the 11 pull delhi back in a more central role where he's more comfortable where he's been thriving this season and start brian heel at left wing show him what you can do you know what i mean at least give him a chance right this was a perfect, and I said it on the live stream yesterday um, with Tottenham away. Why not throw heel out there against on the road against an opponent that's not great, Crystal Palace? See what the kid can do. Let him prove himself. It was, I couldn't believe it. I honestly could. When I woke up at around 5.15, first thing I did was I got on my phone and I checked what our 11 was and you know they always start at the top with hugo and they finish with kane all the attackers i was reading down hugo emerson Royale. oh okay all right emerson royale tanganga dyer okay that's what i wanted and reggie perfect i predicted that back four love it hoy beer oh okay oliver skips in and then i looked at the name under skip and i saw winks and I was just baffled. I, I could, could not believe what Nuno did to our 11 today. After winning 
Premier League Manager of the Month. He complete he completely messed up today. The, this loss is on it. Obviously, the players were dog shit. Let's not get that twisted. But to put out an 11 like that with such a lack of creativity in the middle of the pitch, more specifically, you got it wrong. It's on you. It's on you, Nuno. I'm sorry. It is. You know, I'm not going to completely throw the man under the bus. Um, because I No, do- and then he fail- He fails to then make the necessary substitutions. You mentioned it. That's, that's half where time, I was going. He's saying at halftime, sub on Endombele for Winks. Get him the fuck out. Get him out. If not, if not even Brian Heal for, for Winks. And let or Delhi. Delhi Deli was terrible because he, like I said, he wasn't playing in that position that he's used to. He, he wasn't as comfortable. He didn't look as comfortable out there tonight. And I don't think he was. I honestly don't think he was. He was trying to run down the left flank, trying to to beat the fullback. And he's he's not a pacey guy. Yes, he has a lot of stamina. Yes, he can run. That's why he's a great box box midfielder. That's why he's been a great box box midfielder this season. And that's why we've seen him make those runs in the past when yeah, uh during the peak coaches was like, what the fuck? He barely it's, was it's able built to for the him. midfield. I don't understand why. And especially when you see that in the in early on in the first half, obviously we had no shots on target. We'll get to that uh in a little bit. But when you see that, why like why would you be afraid to to change something? It just didn't look like anything was happening. It was like he was trying to let them figure it out on their own, but obviously they couldn't. They were, they didn't know they, they would, you know, you had a, you had Winks or Skippy and even Hoybeer pushing up the pitch. Hoybeer got up more farther up the pitch, more times in this game than Winks and Skip combined. I'm willing to bet a hundred dollars on that. And it showed how uncomfortable he is in those types of situations because he just hasn't been in them before. He did a great job with getting into good positions, getting, getting forward and, and cutting those passing lanes. But once he got the ball, it was, I think it was, was it in the first or second half where he got the ball at the top uh, right side of the box and he tried to play it into Kane and he just completely missed him. And, and I think he just passed it directly to a, a palace defender. And it was just like, dude, I think that was the first what half. is going, why is he that far up the pitch? Yeah. It, the- it's, it just baffles me. Why, why not make the necessary adjustments? This is the premier league, bro. There's no easy game. I guarantee you, we play every single Premier League team like that, and we don't win one time, even against the absolute worst team. With that performance that we that we had today, I don't think we would have beaten anyone in the league. It's it's very unfortunate, you know, that we're we're talking about it like this because we were just praising the man because he won Premier League Manager of the Month. You know what I'm saying? So like. For me, like I was saying earlier, I'm not I'm not gonna throw him quite under the bus yet. I think his biggest fault was his in his lack of in-game adjustments. And I think this, you know, could be pure speculation here, but for me, it just seemed like one of those he was trying to let them figure it out, right? And yeah. they weren't figuring it out. And it was almost like he had this moment where, you know, I, I maybe he didn't want to rub the players the wrong way. You know what I mean? 
because maybe he tried to tell him at halftime, like, I have the faith in you guys. I have confidence in you guys. You know, who, who knows what he what he was telling these guys? But we came out at halftime, looked just the same. So whatever he said at halftime for me didn't work. Whatever he did in the second half as far as subs didn't work. Now, you could argue, if, if I'm going to try and play the devil's advocate here, you could argue that, you know, he was forced to make changes that probably altered his long-term game plan for that match right oh definitely yeah yeah and then obviously the red card and what the 58th minute 59th minute something like that like very silly silly foul to give away in my opinion from jeff but i think he was he was caught in the moment you know what i mean and yeah. that's that's what i love about the guy he, he's got that fight in him he's got that that dog you know what i'm saying I'm Back sorry, man, but uh, look, look, let's let's get to Dyer first. Let's get to Dyer first, and then we'll cover the Tengengo red card. Um, so you had already mentioned to Jacob how you thought that the Eric Dyer injury, which, by the way, just in case anyone missed the match, Eric Dyer did get – he came off with a uh, leg injury early on in the – like very, very early on. I think it was within the first 10 minutes and uh, or at least 20, 14, 20 minutes. Yeah, 14 minutes. Um, but, yeah, he came off early in the first half with an injury – Joe Roden replaced him. Fair play. I, I thought he was all right. No one was great today. I thought he was all right, Joe Roden. But anyways, I, I agree with you, Jacob. I think that that dire injury completely changed the match. And I also agree with you that it's crazy to think the dire injury had such an impact on the 11. Like Eric Dyer leaving the match had an impact on the, uh, on the squad. I mean, he That's wears just... a captain armband from time to time. Like, it's not that out of this realm that, I mean, hey, look, you're missing Hyungman Son, arguably our second best player on on the squad. You're missing depth in Romero and Lacelso and Sanchez, and then you you also have Deli Alley playing a new role. Skip or Winks, whoever was supposed to be the fucking 10. You have them playing a new role. You have, you know, Emerson Royale with his first appearance for the club. It's just a lot of new. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, 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 and Stelios mentioned it yesterday on Tottenham Away. He said that if you put, if you mix up too many ingredients in the recipe, the whole thing's going to go to shit. And it's gonna hey, taste a lot different. That's right. I'm sure. And that's right. the thing is, is you know, for me, the fact that our whole goal differential has now been wiped away from this one performance at Crystal Palace, which fair play to their fans, because I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't have guessed they had that many fuckers in the stand screaming and and singing, and I mean they brought they brought the energy once. After Jeff hey, and Tanganga, you can in talk about you can talk about the Palace crowd, but dude, honestly, I was very, very impressed with the away end. I could vividly hear their chants when the um, on the stream. Well, that. everything, everything. I heard everything, and it was very loud and it was very clear. I was very, very proud, and I was thinking about that um, as the game was was starting early in the first half. I was thinking to myself, "Wow, like the away end's really, really loud. Hopefully, this will push the boys to a." Uh, to get the three points today and unfortunately it didn't unfortunately it didn't you want to talk about tanganga tanganga my man 
I had a so, whole, I had a, I was even, I don't know if I was about to text or tweet or something, but I was just about to talk about how much I love Tanganga's tenacity. And whenever Mora went down in, you know, who am I to say at that point, Palace, right? They should have played the ball out because there was a man down with a, what looked to be kind of serious injury. And they didn't play it out. They played it up. And Tanganga, that's the guy you want on your fucking team right there because to me that's a fucking move that like you would do for your brother you know what i'm saying and tanganga gives it for his fucking badge so yes i know he made the second tackle after the whole altercation with zaha you know i i I know that that wasn't the best challenge but what i'm saying is about this man's attitude and you know the fact that his brother goes down he sees that you know, we're upset because, hey, they're not playing it out. This man went down with a with a potential injury. And so what does he do? He takes a man out. You ain't going to play it out. I'm going to take you out. And he ain't talking about dinner. So for me, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. It was like I just had another cup of coffee or something. You know what I'm saying? That shit got me hyped. I was hoping it would spark something in our team i was hoping that that would be a turning point where our team's like hey we came here to fucking ball and we just didn't there was no response and it just seemed like tanganga was trying to make that response for everybody and unfortunately you know now also there's i was seeing a lot of people and i agree with the hands to the throat and the face that Wilfred Zaha had done to Jaffet after the, uh, you know, the yellow card tackle. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't know. What do you think? Is that a red? No, I think it's a red, but um, I thought Jaffet was fucking, I I thought Jaffet was fucking stupid today. I'm sorry. Um, To get two yellow cards back to back like that, in early on in the second half, you have to know you have to know the situation, bro. You can't. You're already playing like ass. You got to come out with a response after the first half that we had. I don't know, man. I disagree with saying, you. Okay, I so thought he was saying, fucking stupid today. You're saying he played. Okay, there's a difference between being ass and being stupid. I didn't say. So, I never said he was ass. You said he was playing like ass. You did. No, I you, said we were playing like ass. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I must have thought Tottenham playing. was playing like ass. Okay, I thought you meant that he solely. I was like, I no. thought he was all right. I thought he was all right until, until the second half. No, I just and, thought he was fucking stupid. I I don't necessarily think he was ass. I thought we we were all. I thought every player low key was ass. ass. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the collective ass. But no, so, man, um, you you got to know the situation. It's just it's one mistake though. It, it was one mistake. I don't blame him for the first yellow. Not one bit. You could even I'm argue. not talking about that. I'm talking about the second yellow. Yeah. You can't go in like you have to know. You cannot go in like that on a yellow. I don't for care me, how quickly me, you got it. One decision doesn't doesn't make or break. Yeah, you, you have to be smarter than that. And it showed. Like if he was smarter than that, would we have not been a man down? Just answer that. If he did not make that tackle, would we have not been a man down? No, right? We would have had 11 v 11. 
I'm gonna argue that you have you have okay. to put so the team in the best position to I would win. argue that if you had teammates who played better and didn't play like shit, you wouldn't have to be trying to lunge in on everything. <laughs> yes, That's I agree with argument. that. You have three holding midfielders, yet the only one going in the midfield to fucking hold the defensive line is Jaffet Tanganga. <laughs> so when you're trying to put the whole fucking team on your back, sometimes you run over some folk. Yeah. And to me, that doesn't mean that he that doesn't mean that he had a stupid performance. He he made a mistake. He made yeah. a mistake. I mean, how many times in any other sport have you seen someone try too hard? And I will I would never be upset with him for trying I don't, too hard. I don't disagree with your point. Like I get where you're coming from, but it was still fucking stupid. I'm sorry. It was fucking stupid. And I'm honestly, I'm very disappointed in Jaffa today because now not only did he cost, well, I'm not going to say he costed us this, this today's loss. He by no means did, but not only was he out for the remainder of the, of the match today, now he's suspended for Chelsea. And now if Romero is not a hundred percent fit, or if he's not ready to jump into the eleven. As soon as he comes back from Croatia, along with Los Celso and Sanchez, we're going to see Joe Roden and Ben Davies start at center back against Chelsea. And we already saw what happens when Ben Davies plays center back. So let's get into that. Um, after the Tanganga red card, he gets sent off down to 10 men. Brian Heal was actually getting ready to come in for Tottenham. I think, and I think he was going to replace Winks. I think he was going to do what I wanted Nuno to do. I thought, I think that's what Nuno was going to do, which is what I wanted him to do from before the match even started. I think he was going to bring out Winks and move Delhi to the middle and put Heel on the left, which would have been great. But you had mentioned earlier, Jacob, that that red card, I think, just changed his game plan. He was forced to make a, a more defensive substitute, obviously, to fill fill that cog in the back. Unfortunately, it was Ben Davies. Um, he gives up a handball. What? Not even five minutes after he came, he, he comes on. Um, and yeah, it hand is what shoulder high when the ball hits it in the box. Come on, man. It was about, the, why, it was tit high. Still <laughs> it's too high. I too I'm high. Not, I'm not just, you know, it. you know, the handball rules. Ben, why were your hands not behind your back like everyone Damn else shame. does in the box? Damn shame. Damn shame. So give up the penalty. Zaha scores his first ever goal against us, which uh, was unfortunate. It, it would have been nice to be able to say that he has never scored against us. But 1-0, um, Edward comes in later in the, in the second half, their new signing from Celtic, and he scores a brace on his debut to rub salt in the wound. 26 and by seconds, the way, 26 seconds, by the way, Edward was one of the fans suggestions yesterday in the comment section on our Tottenham away live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were talking about who we would like to sign or wh- who we would have liked to have signed as a backup striker to, or to partner to Kane or along, be the yeah. back. Yeah. Or be uh, to push him for that, for that spot or to push him for a, both of them for a, spart- a starting spot. And one of the, the fans on the stream commented, I would have liked to have seen Edward from Celtic. And mm. sure enough, he scores a brace against us today. 
I mean, the man scores goals. He he took twenty. In my opinion, seconds, in my opinion, I think uh, he I think Hugo could have saved the first one. Second one, that was just I mean, it was like point blank range. Nothing you can do about it. I th- I've just I've seen Hugo save that in the past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen Hugo make that type of save. He, he also the penalty. Um, I normally have a little bit of little bit of faith in my man Hugo. Yeah, I didn't penalty. necessarily think that it was an automatic goal just because it is Hugo. But yeah, I was a little bit, he had a you know, little, it's, he it's had a, a penalty. His... So, you know, you go one way and it's not the right way. Obviously, you're fucked. But there was a look that he had in his eye that he didn't look like I, it could just be the frustration of the game, the way the game was going up to that point. But he, you know, I like to pride myself on something that, you know, like before a Super Bowl, they'll show like the eyes of the quarterback or they'll show. So and you can see the nerves like before a boxing match or UFC anything like that. Like you, you can almost sometimes see the nerves coming out of their eyes. You know what I'm saying? And you can almost see their emotion. And it just to me, it looked like Hugo didn't look like super confident in himself at that moment, and he got sent the wrong way. And you know, yeah, it's a penalty at the end of the day, but man. Fucking Ben Davies, right? Fucking Ben Davies. Um, have I put it on the... I think I've put it on record before on this pod that uh, Ben Davies at center back makes me want to... Or Ben Davies at all playing for Tottenham wants me to... Wants, makes me want to gouge my eyes out of my so- of my sockets. I think you have said that on the pod for sure. I've heard you say that. When you talk about Deadwood, in my opinion, the definition of Deadwood is Ben Davies. Why is he still playing for Spurs? I don't understand. In the winter window or this next summer window, if we do not sell him, I am going to be pissed. It is just mm. ridiculous how many mistakes that he's costed us so during his career for Tottenham. It is ridiculous. And to not be situationally aware while you're in the box, to keep your hands down, in a more natural position. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. And I also want to talk about the lack of creativity. We, we've already touched on it, but what is Nuno thinking with not bringing on Endombele, your most creative player that you have on the bench? If you are not scoring goals and not creating chances, I feel like you should make a change and bring someone on who can do what you are missing. Endombele is the definition of creativity when he's at his peak. Play the man. I don't care if he wanted to leave. He is our player. He was fit. He was available. Put him in. I missed me some Endom Thickcock today, man. Same, bro. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This game was calling for it at halftime. I was honestly pretty disappointed at halftime that we came out with the same look and the same attitude and the same play. And it was just like, we were playing like we were one up and Jose Mourinho is our coach. You know what I mean? It just seemed like, man, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we could just keep continuing on this little gravy train of despair. I'm trying to move forward, but there's, you know, 
You can forget about the Chelsea game. There's no way in hell we're beating Chelsea. Honestly, though, for the month, when looking at the month's opponent, I had already kind of said to myself that, hey, like, look, we're not going to beat this Chelsea team. I don't think. I think they're – it's between them and United and City for the the Premier League title, you know? Look, man, you got – we we have some tough opponents coming up. Bro, Not even this just on our defensive back. Just uh, throw away the conference league real quick. Like just don't even think about it. Hopefully we play the youth that we played in when we lost to Pachos de Ferreira. I I don't I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't fucking all. care about this game on Thursday. Same. Rest rest your starters. Um, I would rest say everybody. maybe yeah, just rest as many players as you can to be to still be a functioning team come Thursday. Hopefully, you know, obviously, excuse me. Obviously we want to play to win the match, you know, but you have to be thinking about Saturday. You, you absolutely have to be thinking about Saturday. If you're Nuno, um, it's the home match of the season. Uh, luckily you have to take advantage of the home match against Chelsea because you already know that it's most likely going to be a loss or a draw when you go to Stanford bridge. And especially now that fans are back, it's not great, but you look at the schedule, Jacob, outside of the conference league, and you have Chelsea next in the Premier League on Saturday. Then the following week, you have Wolves in the Carabao Cup, and then you have Arsenal away in the Premier League. Fuck. I'll put That's it a gauntlet. This way. I, That's I a gauntlet of... at this point in the season, especially with the form that we're in. That's, I am not optimistic at all. Even though, even I, for the Wolves we, match, when dude. We were talking about it. I had told you that today showed us what we failed at in the transfer window. It was solidifying depth and and having players we can put we can plug and play, and yep. and, and and we really got exposed because what did we fucking play? Fucking wings. I mean, if you play Tongi. There's a different story there. You put heel on the wing where he plays and let Dally let Dele Alley play that central role like he knows how to play. You know, maybe we have a little bit more composure. Maybe there's a little bit who I, I don't know what Nuno was thinking as far as the the winks uh skip and, and Hoybier. I mean Hoybier is an automatic start. You don't play Hoybier. You're... But I do not want to see him that far up the pitch that many times in the in the match. We we kind of it kind of solidified the fact that he's he's just not that type of player. Like yes, he can get into the box for um, certain situations, and you know if he pushes forward to you know really make a push at goal, that's great. But we found out today, or it was reaffirmed today, excuse me, that he does not need to be that high up the pitch consistently in a match. And it was just so weird to see how no one in the midfield really knew, like, what there was. There wasn't a there wasn't a, a like a sink like like chemistry in the midfield. You could tell that at different points in the match, the players were playing different roles. They were like flop swip swapping roles. Okay, uh, you know, Hoybier is going to stay back and hold. He's going to play that defensive midfielder role. Winks was pushing ahead a little bit, and then we saw Skip push ahead a little bit, and then we saw Winks and Skip stay back and Hoybier push up. It was just there wasn't any fluidity and there wasn't any continuity. 
in the match today in that midfield. And you saw what happened. Well, there wasn't continuity in the lineup. So, you, I mean, it's understandable, but it's unacceptable. Very unacceptable. And like, like I said at the beginning of the pod, this was one of the worst performances I've ever seen as a Tottenham fan. For sure. It was just the second time since the 2016-17 season that we failed to register a shot in the first half. That is ridiculous. That is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Head, and it's against Crystal Palace. It's not like we were playing City or United or Liverpool or Chelsea, anyone. No, it was fucking Crystal Palace. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look, man, we got the Conference League on Thursday. Well, first of all, actually, I, I do want to go over this. Who's your, who was your man of the match today? If you could pick a, a man of the match. We, you know, always got to pick a man of the match. I'm going Lucas Mora. I th- he, he was one of the brighter spots today, but anytime he, like, tried to create a chance or tried to dribble past a few players – it was kind of just that same old Lucas where he just kind of ran into someone or the ball got away from him. He took too heavy of a touch or something. Like, you know argue, what I mean? Like I'm he danced argue. around some players, but we saw that, you know, the end product of Lucas of, you know, the usual Lucas. I'm going to kind of argue the same point I did with Jaffet and the fact that, man, he was trying to create with no one trying to create with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was doing a group project and he was the only one really working. And it was like when everyone else was working, they weren't working with him. When he was working, no one was working with him. So to me, if Jaffet doesn't get sent off, he probably gets it for me just because of the heart. But for me, it's like at this point, who, who do you pick for your man of the match? I think Lucas at least showed heart and showed a desire to fucking play football today. And yeah, it's like uh, if you send a, a kid out to get all the supplies and make him do like 75% of the work, but then you end up getting like a D mm-hmm. that was like today for some of our players, our brighter yeah. spots, but uh, my man of the match is the final whistle. Oh, I just, I, I was glad that it was over. So that's my man of the match. The final whistle. It's a tough one, but we move conference league on Thursday against, uh, you know, Stayed Wren. That's how you pronounce it. I'm a but uh, they're of they're of, they're uh, of League One in France. Stayed Wren. That's a weird name. Play them in the Conference League on Thursday. Like I said, Dane Scarlett better be starting. Brian Heal better get some minutes and get subbed off at some point. Hopefully, uh, Bergvine. It's like a fitness ramp up for him that he could play like maybe 60, 65 minutes and get subbed off. We don't know if he's going to be healthy, though. Oh, man. I'll put it to you this way. I don't I don't really give a shit. I don't care. We're going to play both. All the three of these teams, we're going to play them two times. This first one definitely don't matter. Okay, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I like to do things the last second, as does Spurs. So right now the conference league game on Thursday really doesn't matter. I think our fitness levels and going into that Chelsea game is the, that's gotta be where our head is at. And if it's not, then let's just fucking 
I mean, I think at this point, top six is my greatest hope. And you know me, I'm fucking always. And I'm, yesterday on the stream, you said you thought, you thought stream, we were going to win the league. Yeah. Today changed it all, dude. I fucking climbed down about five. Because <laughs> honestly, like I watched our game and then I watched, I had the Manchester City, not City, Manchester United, McDonald's United game on with Cristiano Ronaldo. I was like, all right, I mean, everyone's going to be talking about it. So I may as well see what's going on. And he's scoring goals. And then I'm watching the Chelsea game and Lukaku scoring goals. Everyone's having fun with their new toys. And it's just like, damn, we're really not going to win the fucking league. Like, there's no way in hell. There, Who the hell could we even bring in in the, the winter window to uh, – to to like help us you know what i'm saying like all the contenders got better everyone who was better than us last year they like 1000 percent got better right you can argue that we did or we didn't it's not like a thousand percent sure yeah we got so much better you know what i'm saying we i would argue we got a little better a little lighter a little i would argue that this we got definitely younger I would argue that this week proves that we also have no depth. Well, yeah, isn't that we, what I this said? Week, this week shows that the transfer market was not enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. I just wanted to hear you say that. To and what did I say yesterday on the stream? I said we needed backup striker. I said we needed a creative midfielder. And we needed another center back for depth. And what do we need on Saturday? A creative midfielder and another center back. Because I, I am, I, if, so look, Lo Celso, Romero, and Davinson are all coming back on Friday. They're supposed to get in from Croatia on Friday. They have a fitness coach from Tottenham with them in Croatia right now. If they are not ready to go and slot in wherever they're needed into the 11 against Chelsea, I am going to stab my eyes out because that means that Ben Davies is most likely going to start at center back. And Jacob, I am not watching Ben Davies play center back for my club or at all for my club anymore, where I'm going to stab my eyes out. I swear to God, I can't do it anymore, man. I can't like this. this, So you have Dyer out injured. Now you have no idea when he's going to be coming back. That fool's on crutches. Exactly. Crutches. You have Tanganga suspended for at least one match, I think just one match, for the red card. Uh, you don't have you, – you might not be able to start Lo Celso, uh, Sanchez, and Romero. And Bergvine's hurt. Um, you, have, you still have Harry Winks on your, on your team. That's not helping anyone. A lot of bad stuff. It'll be interesting to see what Nuno does, man. He needs he needs to get it right on Saturday because if he does not get this lineup right, we're not winning. If we don't get everything right on Saturday, we're not winning. I'm telling you right now. So I know we'll we'll get into the Chelsea preview after you know the conference league game on Thursday, but I'm just saying right now I'm already nervous for Saturday. I'm not even really thinking about Thursday, but obviously we want to win that one too. But I think we're fucked, bro, this we're, week. At least this week. I'm not feeling good. 
I'm not feeling good at all, man. But hey, come on, you Spurs, right? Up the lads. Let's fucking. Who knows? We'll see what maybe they do. We'll, maybe we'll surprise everybody. And, or, you know, Brian Heal will be like a savior. Son will get healthy. I don't know. And I'm. We can only like hope said, for the best, my friend. The, the best way to explain how I'm feeling is yesterday, you couldn't have told me we weren't going to win the league. Today, I'm hoping for top six. Yeah. So, not feeling good, buddy. Not not feeling good. good at all. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. Please us. follow us. Cry yes, us. cry with us and follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in joining our Patreon, please, please hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button. Any amount will be great, 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 hey, great, greatly appreciated. Also, shout out to what was it Bob Spurs TV? Yeah, shout out to the to the fans at the Tottenham Away live stream that we did yesterday. You guys were absolutely awesome. Over listening yeah. to this. We like, appreciate very you. Very much appreciated. Seriously. Very, very much appreciated. Thank you guys so much for engaging with us yesterday. We had a solid crowd. We peaked at what 157, right? Viewers total. Average like of about 55. Like yeah, something like that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support. Was it was fun. it was so was fun it? yesterday. And we'll be able to do it every single week um for the as long as we can so definitely keep us uh keep it keep a keep updated on tottenham away's uh youtube and twitter page um we'll be over there um for the foreseeable future but, mm-hmm. but yeah as always thank you guys content. and you know there's not really much that we can say right now to make anything better for tottenham but the only thing we can do is hope and the only thing we can do is support So as always, for Jacob, I'm Michael. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.